0: Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Unknown Podcast, uh, where we're going to talk about Solo, a uh, Star Wars movie. I'm your host, Sean Houlihan, and with me are...
1: Brian Rufo.
2: And me, Micah Niedner. Micah Niedner, Brian Rufo. Cool. With uh, gonna... me,
0: are Yep. Thank you. That's us. Except, I just had to remind you in case you forgot. Yeah, I was pretty bad with those dates earlier, so I appreciate that. Just Mm -hmm. double-checking, Good. Uh, Yeah. That's what we do. Uh, Today we're going to talk about what we've been watching, reading, or listening. We're going to go over uh, news stories. There's actually a lot of stuff that's happened in last week, so uh, I hope that you're ready. And then we're going to do our review of Solo, a Star Wars movie. So let's just jump right into what we've been watching and whatnot. So Micah, what have you been
2: watching, reading, listening? Um... Well, uh, I can't remember if I brought this up last episode or not, but Karen and I started watching The Crown, finally. Oh, yes. Um, I, I, it's been one of those things where it's been on my radar for a long time, and I've always heard people talking about how good it is. Uh, so I think but accidentally by virtue of, like, the royal wedding we both are just like ah, yeah, we have interest mutually let's let's just go ahead and watch this and so we started watching it and it took me a little bit to get like into it into it like I, after the first one I was like alright like I like the the style and it, the writing seems good and all that but it wasn't really for a couple episodes in where I was just like these are really complex uh, characters and I, obviously they have a lot to go off of because all these people are real but like it's very easy to just like wash over a character even the ones that are real so it's i don't know it's been really cool that people have put a lot of depth into these portrayals of these real people and and i really i've been liking that so far we're just about done with the first season yeah
0: no that's Um, a sorry that's easily one of my favorite netflix shows uh but i definitely get what you mean it's kind of a not a slow burn but it definitely you hit like a certain episode and then you're just like okay like and then you can just keep going
2: yeah, so. well, it, it's it's also making me realize, just, like, and I'm sure this is not anything anyone's <laughs> saying that's new, but it's just making me realize how much I did not know about <laughs> Queen Elizabeth. And yeah. Like, I don't know, like, the her role in the country, especially early on, like, mm-hmm. I think it's it's easy to take for granted nowadays, just, like, oh, she's just the queen, she's this random character off in the middle of nowhere that... Per- that doesn't do anything and is related to nothing and mm-hmm. but it very much seems like she had an expanded role at least early on in her queenhood. <laughs> yeah she
0: uh know. no she uh yeah her story is really really interesting especially going in knowing very little outside like oh she's the queen of england she uh i thought the most interesting thing was how serious she took her education uh yeah. where she was like actively like her mom was passing it off and saying like they're gonna you're gonna have people kind of like do that for you and like she did yeah. not want to depend on people she took it upon herself to do that and uh i thought that that i don't know i think that speaks levels about her and i, I am yeah, I, I, sure. and i think um it's been said that the show is it's like mostly factual i mean not they're gonna take some liberties with some things to yeah. dramatize it and whatnot but i feel like for the most part
2: well i I, t- I correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like i read an article that like the queen actually watched it at least the first season and like mm-hmm. said yeah. like oh i like this or mm-hmm. like yeah uh, to, to me that says like it's at least somewhat accurate enough that she's not outright saying like oh well this is just completely a falsehood or, or whatever
0: yeah i would yeah she uh, i think they've watched season two uh as okay. well um and they said the same thing uh which i'm excited for you to get to that because i think second season is really good uh it kind of dives more into philip and he's yeah. uh yeah and charles they jump into charles a little bit too and he's uh, interesting
2: well so uh, the third season ha- is going to have nothing to do with any of these same actors or actresses right like the third one's going to move on completely to a whole different point in their lives yeah right? i think
0: it's jumping like Enough to where, yeah, they're going to recast. They're recasting everybody, basically, as far as I know. So, okay. uh, it'll yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I have faith in them, and I really like the show. So Yeah, for sure. Um, but I'm excited to hear whenever you get to the second season, what you think of that. So, all right,
2: continue. Cool. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Uh, and then off the top of my head, the only thing other than that I can think of, which uh, is, I, I guess I'll call it my guilty pleasure show, is, uh, Riverdale, which is n- not new in the sense that it's been airing on TV for the last five months, but it's new to Netflix, which is what I only have access to, so Karen and I watched that last night, maybe three or four episodes, and, uh, not quite as good as the first season, at least initially, but it seems darker, and, has that same high quality soap opera feel to it that made me fall in love with it in this first season um i don't know it's just like really bad but so good and i don't know how to make that make any more sense but yeah i don't know it's like it's one of those things where i know from a story point of view it's just it it leaves a lot to be desired, but then at the same time, for whatever reason, because I can really do this, I'm able to kind of brush that off and just be like, you know what, I don't care because that cliffhanger was really good, or like, what the fuck, why is there a maple syrup empire, and what is going on right now? I don't know, it's just like weird things that keep me hooked for some reason. I don't have a great explanation as to why I like it as much as I do, but, uh...
0: Yeah, I haven't watched I haven't watched any of the second season cuz it just got put up uh, but
2: mm-hmm. I can
0: 100% understand that sentiment of how you're just like, "Eh, like it's okay, but like you are like it, it hooks you in." And yeah. I think you'd, yeah, it's definitely the cliffhanger endings where you're just they're definitely really good. You, you got to
2: know what happens next. Yeah. I don't
0: know. You get just enough invested where you kind of care and want to know where yeah. things are going. Plus it's a maple yeah. syrup empire that's kind of weird. Right? <laughs> I remember the <laughs> Yeah, a huge part of season one and whatnot. With I don't want to spoil well, things, but yeah,
2: yeah. I I just the the stuff that really gets me is it's like the Archie comics were nothing like this. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was just like Archie. Uh, what, do you want to take two girls to the same dance? Yeah. Oh gosh, I guess I must. What do I do? And then Archie learns a lesson about, you know, being a, um, the morally righteous person and being a good guy. And so they're just like, you know what, let's tell the same story, but with murder.
0: <laughs> also, let's have Archie <laughs> sleep with the teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. Because I, I remember they did a re or they were like re- um, rebranding Archie I guess the comic or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, it was not like the show right now but it was definitely a little bit more modern take on Archie which I thought was pretty interesting and that was good so that's kind of what initially yeah. got me to watch Riverdale but yeah um,
2: well it, re- it reminds me of uh, you one one time you showed me the uh, Flintstones comic where it was like super gritty realistic. And yeah. Oh like man. Somebody, some dude actually just like flat out dies by being crushed by rocks in the first like five pages or something.
0: Yeah. That. Oh man, I forgot about that. I'm glad you reminded me of that. Um. The. Yeah. And they deal with like PTSD because like. uh yeah. Fred and Barney like fought in a war and they have like they deal with uh, suicide and stuff and it's like, damn dude, I do not remember this in the cartoons yeah. at all. <laughs>
2: well, it just reminds me a lot of that. Yeah. Definitely.
1: I haven't seen any of these shows, so I I have nothing to add to any of this. <laughs> I've been really silent this episode because I have I have nothing. I don't know any of these shows.
2: <laughs> it's they're both worth it. They're they're both very different in terms of what you want to get out of them, and what, like you know you don't sit down one night and go you know I could watch either The Crown or Riverdale, one or the other. Like <laughs> yeah, but uh, they're I would recommend both of them. All right. Good. Anything else? No, I think that's it. I I haven't really been getting into much else this week.
0: Yeah, no, I feel you. Same here. All right, Brian, take us away.
1: Uh, t- TV shows. I've just been running through Ghost Adventures. God. Uh, All what right. season you on now? It's it's both a guilty pleasure and something that I proudly uh, will announce. Um, announce? I actually I actually announced yeah like I'll announce it on the top of the rooftops that i oh, okay. love ghost adventures oh, okay. oh i thought
2: you meant you were like aiming for your future career to be as an announcer on ghost um, adventures
1: i mean i mean if ghost adventures is hiring <laughs> I, I mean i'm always willing <laughs> to, to have a guest spot
2: we're, we're
0: looking for is this our call for another sponsor for yeah, yeah we're looking was... for sponsors
1: <laughs> which we need ghost adventures to last be week benito
0: this week ghost adventures
1: oh, <laughs> the travel channel wants to sponsor us we're down um I'm actually rewatching them back from the beginning, so I'm halfway through season one. I started watching in like season ten, and it got up to like thirteen, and it got really bad. God. So I want I want to remember the good old days. So I'm actually going back to season one and, and starting that up to about season eight. So so are you
2: are you rewatching these or this is your first time?
1: Uh, rewatching. Uh, first time watching. Uh, I'm like going back and forth between uh. Arrested Development uh so I am on season I think three of Arrested Development don't oh, ask me what just happened because I already forgot because it's been about a week um but yeah so I'm, I'm trying to watch that before the new season comes out so I can watch that
0: that literally just came out so you're
1: yeah. timing that oh, so perfectly really behind.
0: well you're timing it perfectly because you'll just be able to go right into it
1: oh perfect um I don't really watch so much TV I watched a lot more movies whereas this week I watched a lot of movies Um, I watched uh, the third man which was came out in the 40s late 40s was really good it was like one of the best you know mystery type thriller movies Uh, I watched the blob Because I'd never seen it before, and uh, a very surprising Steve McQueen was in it, which I did not know, so that was kind of cool. Um, I also watched Mamma Mia for oh, the
0: first yeah. time. What'd you think?
1: And uh, the plot is absolutely horrendous, and <laughs> most of the acting was really bad, but the choreograph music... and the music were lit. I was having a brand old time listening to the music and watching the dance numbers so I, the second it, I think one
2: it, it stayed in theaters for something like five months
1: God. i don't doubt it i i'm i'm hoping the second one is at least just as good with the music and the numbers like the plot and the acting like that's gonna be bad and that's fine but give me some abba and <laughs> i'll be happy so so i watched that um obviously i watched solo and then this one isn't a movie; it's more of a TV movie. But I watched uh, Tour de Pharmacy uh, today, and uh, it was fucking hilarious. That's the uh,
0: uh, HBO. And yeah, Andy Samberg. It's one, Andy Samberg. Right? Okay.
1: Yeah, it's it's sports satire. So he had done uh, The Seven Days in Hell with Kit Harrington in him, and it's very much a similar thing. It's just about the Tour de France in like the early '80s with like these five. Cyclists who go for the Tour de France. Like, John Cena is one of the cyclists, and Andy Sandberg's one of them, Orlando Bloom, Freddie Highmore, and they're all, like, claiming they don't take drugs, but then John Cena is the size of a fucking gorilla. (laughs) And they play a a lot into that, and, like, I just couldn't recommend that one enough. Um, I think you guys would both dig it if you guys ever end up watching it.
2: John Cena Uh, is just, like, a. Not the breakout film star that I expected, mm-hmm. and I, I'm i really digging it.
1: No, yeah, he, definitely. He he
2: he was the, my favorite part of, like, Blockers. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know, I, I thought that movie was funny almost exclusively because of his participation in it.
1: Yeah, definitely, and he was even funnier in this, so if you are like me, who's kind of riding the John Cena train right now, I definitely recommend watching that I so. love the
0: John Cena train
1: so yeah uh, if that's pretty much it for this week for me I really don't i am played anything I've worked a lot in my other jobs so just been doing that
2: you've been prioritizing that's good dope yeah. Sean what have you been uh, watching reading As uh, you know
0: I actually, yeah, I have not been watching really anything. Oh, actually, okay, that's a lie. I watched Thor because I've been rewatching all the Marvel movies, and Thor was. The Thor. Mo- First Thor is so weird compared to the other ones, and it's. I don't know, like, just. I guess the camera shots are the one thing that's super weird. They do this weird thing where like the camera's normal, you know, it's coming in straight and all of a sudden it's like this weird like 45 degree angle and it's moving around like that all the time. And no other Marvel movie does this. They never do this in another Thor. I don't remember it happening in a Thor and it's just like super jarring to watch all like 40% of the movie being shot like this and it's like I don't know what effect it was going for. And what do you,
2: what do you mean when you say forty five percent angle? Like, like, like so, like literally, you got, it's just tilted the whole time.
0: Yeah, like the camera shot is just a tilted looking camera shot, and they do it like not like you know it'll swoop around and move like that, and it's like this mm-hmm. weird unsettling angle. And so I remember not liking it. I remember not liking that watching it the first time, but then like watching this again and seeing it happen again, it was just more, just like uh, I it just it's not. I just don't like that how I, it does I it. don't it,
2: remember that. It's I, although I haven't seen the movie since theaters, so I I can't say.
0: I feel like you'd watch and just be like, well, I don't. Know, uh, okay, and it's just I, I, It could be a stylistic choice, but it's something that does not carry into any other movie. So it's just like I don't know what happened who, or why.
2: Who directed it? I'm sure it's a stylistic choice. Uh, and... Alan
1: Taylor.
0: No, this one was Kenneth Branagh. Oh, dude. Kenneth Branagh. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he directed yeah. the first Thor. Yeah, Alan Taylor did the second one, which was funny because yeah. uh, Amber pointed out how, it's like, oh, wow, if they changed uh, the main villain, the Frost Giants of the first one, she's like, this would look just like the White Walkers from Game of Thrones. So that's when I was like, oh, yeah, because I thought the same thing. I thought it was Alan Taylor. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's funny because he directs a lot of the big Game of Thrones episodes. And uh, I had to look it up. And then, yeah, it was Kenneth Brana who does, yeah. uh, he did this one. And then Alan Taylor did two. So, but yeah, uh, it's, you know it's good to watch because obviously it sets up Thor, but I feel like it's just kind of a weak Marvel movie overall compared to like the quality of the last this like last batch of Marvel movies. I feel like has been amazing, and like you know.
2: Well, I, I think that was kind of early on in in the MCU where they were still trying to kind of figure out how to introduce characters in a way that was both interesting and. Uh, relevant and built into the mcu but also gave each character their own kind of personality Mm -hmm. so it's like if you go and look at all of the intro movies for all the characters starting 10 years ago they're all roughly the same you know it's like who is this guy why do they become this hero oh they became this hero and it's like very serious and just like normal-ish movie yeah then as the mcu gets uh expanded each of those intro movies suddenly is able to have this liberty to to kind of do whatever so like you know you've got ant-man that is literally just like a flat-out comedy um and then you've got you know black panther which is you know in its own right obviously the one of the highest grossing movies of all time and it and it does things really technologically cool and all that and so i i think with with these intro movies that they're doing currently i guess they have more liberties than they were allowed earlier on when they were still you know four movies into the mcu Mm -hmm. at least that's what i would that's what i would guess
0: yeah no that makes sense um yeah it's just been interesting i guess is the for me to say the least it's been interesting to watch uh, all these movies over again. So hopefully I'll watch Captain America soon. And I feel like I'm going li- to, I remember liking Captain America a lot, so we'll see if that still holds up. Um, but yeah, that's really all I've been watching outside Solo. And then um, I've recently been reading a, a book series called The Stormlight Archives. Have you guys heard about no, those no. books at all? I didn't I'm didn't. Hear... illiterate. <laughs> oh, okay. I haven't heard, I never heard of it. And then I remember on Twitter, it was blowing up. I saw a lot of people talking about this book called Oathbringer. And I, I, it was like crazy how many people I saw tweeting about it that I never
2: heard. It sounds like a Game of Thrones reference.
0: Yeah, a little bit. I was like, oh, like, is this Game of Thrones related? Not. And um, so I was looking into it, and it's a book series. And it's written by this guy named Brandon Sanderson. And so I'm on the second book right now. Uh, but the book is amazing. The book is so good. It's very Game of Thrones-esque. I feel like it's a much less um, uh, explicit kind of Game of Thrones, you know, if they cut out, like, all the sex and, you know, the crazy violence, you know. there's the, Yeah, the dongers. Uh, there's still violence, but it's not crazy violence. It's, uh, you know, it's within reason, I would say. Um, but it's essentially just following four characters in, like, this huge world and it's, it's like a Game of Thrones-esque world and there, uh, there's something called shard plate that people have and it's, uh, only certain people can have it and it, like, basically turns them into, like, these crazy, knights essentially with like crazy powers it kind of just beefs them up and such and um there's kind of like this um apocalyptic kind of thing i guess it's kind of like a white walker sort of a thing that's happening and there's all these twists with it and it's just been really good it's been the book that i've like i look forward to reading and i haven't had that happen for a while i feel like and uh so i'm in the middle of the second one And the second one's been really good uh as well and so soon i get to this third one that i finally saw that made me aware of the book series uh total and so um but if you're looking for anything kind of game of thrones-esque i would highly recommend uh, the stormlight archives uh, and then the first one is the way of kings and then the one that i'm reading right now is the words of radiance so very good uh so
2: you're on the second book then right? i'm
0: yeah i'm on the second book right now okay and then the third one did it take
2: you to read the first one uh, I
0: think I had it for about a month. I was kind of slow with reading it. I kind of would like, you no, know, I'd read a lot at once, and then I, would you know, take a couple of days and whatnot. So, yeah. but like this was one where it's like when I read, I mean, I was reading good chunks at a time. So, um, all right. But it's definitely, cool. I feel like anyone that likes Game of Thrones would like this book, and uh, it's got this huge world and lore. It's that's, you know, it's a big book, but I think it, the it's interesting enough where you're gonna, you know, you'll keep reading, and um, so and like all the stories the four perspectives are pretty different perspectives and things like that gives you different insights to different you know uh classes i guess in the world and you know you got soldiers and you got this person who's like a con artist kind of thing and you know so it's it's definitely it's really interesting it keeps you pretty hooked like every chapter i was pretty excited to like see what was going on with this person and whatnot um and then i was looking it up because i was curious um the, someone bought the movie, right? it's Like It's some company I've never heard of. Uh, but they're turning it into... A, recently? Uh, I couldn't tell you off the top of my oh, head. Okay. I, sh- I should. I don't have the stuff in front of me right That's now. Right. But the... Um, they're turning it into a movie, and I don't know if a movie of this would work. I feel like it would need kind of like a Game of Thrones treatment, or just like a series treatment, where, you know, I don't know how they can cram this into two, two and a half hours without cutting stuff out or it being confusing and yeah. so I'm not I'm worried about that but you know uh, if that's bad I, I've got the books so it's fine but yes the Stormlight archives uh, looking for anything Game of Thrones related I would recommend checking that out so dope yeah alright moving on to news we've got quite a lot here we're going to kind of run through some of these and some of them will kind of dive more into so we'll just go by that um first thing was ryan reynolds has a netflix movie that got announced and i believe it's with michael bay and the budget for this movie yes michael bay is directing this uh the budget for this movie is 150 million which is insane because a lot of i want to say the marvel movies star wars movies those budget at like 200 i want to say it's around 200 ish it's probably a little bit more now i don't know off the top of my head I know it's in the 200 range. So for a Netflix yeah, movie, yeah, I'd say
2: on average like 150 to 200 for all those Marvel movies. Yeah. And Star Wars, I think Star Wars is around 200. And those are those are major blockbusters that make billions. Yeah. Of like they
0: are they know what they're investing in. They know like we're going to easily yeah. get this back. So like this is Netflix putting in a crazy amount of money into a movie. And, um, it's their
2: highest budget yet, right? Yeah,
0: Bright was the first one, and that was $90 million, which was like, what? Like, that's insane. So, you know? so
2: just shy of double.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. And Michael Bay is directing this, and, you know, I he, I have certain feelings about Michael Bay, but uh,
2: he... He pulls off a good action movie. He does. Other than uh, that, yeah. the cuts in that last Transformers.
1: Yeah. He's a great action... Do- he, he really is a great action director It's just mm-hmm. don't let him anywhere near the fucking screenplay
0: no It's when it comes to story i feel like that's he's definitely weak with the story and the story arc and things like characters it
2: just oh my god makes me want to destroy. he he directed the most recent transformers right like yeah. he's directed fifth, all, all of them one. yeah
0: he's been like it's like since the third one it's been like he's not directing them anymore actually he's signing on for the next one and like that's been happening since the third one i feel like
2: so Dude. i, I the as far as the scenes are concerned i had no issue with the the that most recent transformers but with i, I think that all of the cuts that happened in the last one where the frame was changing every 3 seconds yeah yeah like that was uh, awful. if that is something that he were to bring to this this netflix thing like that would be so detrimental but yeah. i'd imagine that that would not happen
0: yeah i feel like I'm hoping that there's somebody on set that tells him no from time to time. I've heard that that I heard that that was a problem with him is that he would just do whatever the hell he wanted. It was like a kind of like a Tommy Wiseau thing where he would just like Tommy just kind of like he was on set and he just had the money and did whatever and it's like his movie right. and nobody told Tommy like I mean I'm sure people tried. No one tried. was
2: acting as like the fail safe like hey man maybe don't do this. Yeah.
0: And so I I'm hoping just for the sake of the movie. You know, I wanted to. I would want to see it do well because this would be cool if it like, if Netflix could start putting out crazy blockbusters like this, and it's just at your house, and you could watch these or whatever kind of thing. You know, um, yeah. But the cast alone sounds really good, and the people that are writing it. So this is for you, Brian. Uh, Paul Wernick and Rhett, Rhett Reese, I think. They're I don't know how to say his name, but those are the guys that wrote uh, Deadpool. So they're yeah. writing this. Um, So hopefully Michael Bay just stays the hell away from the screenplay and just lets them do what they need to do.
2: I want to know how Netflix decides that that's, like, a worthy expenditure. Not that it is or is not, but, like, it makes sense for, you know, Marvel slash Disney to do that because they churn that movie out and it's good quality and they make... 1.4 billion dollars releasing it you know Mm -hmm. and with netflix it's like they're they're definitely not going to get 1.4 billion dollars increase in subscribers just by releasing one movie yeah so i you know i know the competition is on in terms of like keeping subscribers around Mm -hmm. but you know i i don't see anyone being like well Netflix hasn't released a blockbuster in a while. I'm going to cancel my subscription, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, just, I guess I wonder, like, what, what's driving them to push for this type of stuff. I'm, I'm glad they are, but... Yeah. It's, I don't know. From a business perspective, it makes me more, uh, curious, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: definitely. Especially since... Uh, I thought there was something with, like... there's some story about Netflix, uh, their debt or something like that, and it was, like, insane... Oh yeah, like they them. are like
2: just they are hemorrhaging money. Yeah. But like they're also making a shitload of money too so that investors aren't worried because they they feel that they will be paid back eventually. Yeah. They got to
1: pump out those Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Please,
1: yeah. more of
0: those. Hopefully uh Paul Blart Mall Cop 4. Paul Blart Mall Cop 3. Is it 3? Okay, for some reason I thought they made a third
2: one. No, they That's haven't sick. made okay. it they will. yet. Yeah, they will. Unfortunately, yeah, no, they, they will. will.
0: Okay, good.
2: The greatest movie of all time deserves a sequel, and good. everyone knows the sequel to Paul Blart Mall Cop Two is uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop Three, the second third movie.
1: God. Yes. Can Why aren't we move you on to the next thing now? <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, we're sticking
0: with this. Uh, next, we, uh, We're <laughs> going to
2: talk about this for 50 minutes, and you uh, are stuck We were here. just
1: talking before we started this podcast how we needed to move quicker and everything, and we're half an hour in, and we've only hit one news thing. <laughs> uh, Somehow we're talking about fucking Paul Blart. <laughs> I, I, yeah, there's nothing wrong with
0: Paul. There's a lot wrong with Paul Blart. Um, so the next thing we have just happened today, and it was... Uh, yeah, okay. Long, I guess, long time coming since this has all been, or since the show's been back. But Roseanne got canceled because of uh, basically Roseanne being a racist bigot and an idiot.
1: Um, fake, fake news, man. I guess that's true. She didn't say anything racist except the extremely racist thing she said.
0: Yes, I'm trying to find the tweet, and I don't. I,
2: this is not verbatim, but the tweet was basically. Um, if Planet of the Apes met um, Muslim Brotherhood. Yeah, Muslim Brotherhood, then that would equal, and then it was like some advisor to Obama or like a friend of Obama. Valerie yeah. Jarrett.
1: She was an advisor. She was a top advisor to the Obama administration. Yeah.
2: So she's a black woman who was born in Iran. And so the reason born that, to that's. American so,
1: parents, no less. Yeah. Too.
2: Yeah. And so Roseanne was saying that. Oh, not only are you an ape, but you are, uh, a f- terrorist. A Muslim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Muslim. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: She's been uh, since the show's come back. Which this is what's crazy is the show had huge numbers. I think the the first episode number, back.
1: It was the number two rated uh, show. Yeah, uh, viewer wise of the uh, freshman shows this season
0: yeah it was like that first episode had like 18 million viewers which yeah. is crazy definitely
2: number one for abc like, yeah this this was not in their financial interest in the short term like no. this is for sure a move made pr oh absolutely
1: yeah they uh <laughs> it's just once again we have to hold uh uh actors and comedians to higher standards than the president of the united states it's kind of weird <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it's sad so sad but so true um But yeah, so ABC, they they stopped, they're not making any more Roseanne. And it's interesting to see this unfold because, you know, like we've been saying, the show's been really well, or been doing really well, and I'm sure that the show would have continued to do well. And there's obviously an audience for the show, but uh, she just could not. Don't
1: worry, Fox will probably pick it up. That's,
2: Yeah. I'm, I Look, I'm just, I'm just glad John Goodman can move on to bigger and better projects. That's, you That's know, all what? I that, gotta that, say. That, that is I, very I'm true. I'm looking for the positive here.
0: Yeah, I do feel bad for that cast and crew <laughs> that rely on that work, and now it's just, coming. yeah,
2: yeah, because yeah, it's none of their faults that no, you know, well, even Steven like said something ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, sorry, no, no, I was just going to make a joke. Like, oh, John Goodman has to go back into starring Oscar-winning <laughs> movies. How yeah. how awful for him. Uh, yeah.
2: Geez, John Goodman has to be a con- contested Oscar winner this year. Gosh. Shit. What are we <laughs> going <laughs> to do? Uh, no, but like, more so for the crew. Like, yeah, definitely for the sucks them behind them. the line. Yeah, and I
0: feel like that's kind of something that really gets overlooked a lot with... I mean, just movies in general. I mean, you see people that are like... Uh, I remember when... Uh, One of the Star Wars came out, and it's like, uh, you know, people will usually stay, like, oh, is there an end credit scene thing now? So thanks to Marvel. And uh, people are like, no, but there's this thing at the end where uh, it lists all the people that worked on the movie, so you should stay and, uh, you know, just appreciate the work that they did or something like (laughs) that, you know? And it's like something I think that we easily, I do it all the time still, and I, you know, I just glance over thinking, like, I don't care. But, like, there's just a lot of people that actually depend on this kind of work, and she just basically
1: just uh, no, that. No, following that though no lie there's been a couple of people I work at a movie theater and uh, and there have been people that watch the credits and we will tell them specifically like oh like there's something in the, the credits so you don't have to wait and they're like no we like seeing everybody who worked on the things because then we can see if they work on something else and like whoa we'll know them so there's definitely people out there that appreciate the crew and i think that's a really cool thing yeah that that people like us just like no we really want to know who the second assistant camera director was (laughs) on this film and like i'm not being sarcastic there too i think that's really neat that people care about that stuff
0: i'm uh, lately one thing that i've noticed is casting director i've noticed uh allison jones i see her name in a lot of stuff that i like and so i've been Mm kind of actively watching especially with movies or shows that i like i try to watch out for casting directors now and that's something that i never did before and I just kept seeing her name pop up constantly. I mean, she does a ton of shows and movies um, that I really like. I feel like I want to, I want to say that she does the Marvel movies. Whoever um,
1: does the Marvel movies deserves all of the money. They do. Yeah, they do
0: an amazing job. Um, but sidetracked from all this, uh, Roseanne. Uh, she has since <laughs> she's since apologized. Uh, but uh, Four too, hours later. Yeah, too little, too <laughs> fucking late. I'm afraid so um i feel like abc made the right move i kind of wanted she's been since the show came back i didn't know she was on twitter i didn't know anything about Roseanne outside like you know i know her name and i know the show but like i never didn't hear anything about her and then when the show came out i kept seeing tweets of hers pop up randomly about just her super conservative views and things which is like you know it's fine if that's that's your viewpoint and whatnot but she was just pushing that line of going way too far and i was kind of waiting to see if abc was going to do anything and uh i don't know people have been saying that they waited too long to do this and this was like just kind of waiting for something to kind of put them over the edge and
2: you know here we are so yeah uh, i mean as far as the topics of the show go i mean take that whatever way you want, but her personal antics in, on Twitter and just in general in the last, like, four months have been, like, pretty reprehensible. Not even just today slash this morning, but, like, this is not the first time that she's, like, tweeted incredibly racist stuff, or it's not the first time she's tweeted, like, vast conspiracies of really terrible things about people with, like, zero proof to back it up, so... You know, she's it,
1: she's the type of person who takes alex jones at his word
2: yeah <laughs> but but then also like deems literally anybody else fake news unless she just agrees so she's taken uh page out of uh, someone's playbook that's for sure
1: yeah dumb
2: couldn't said it better Anyway, let's move on. Next piece of news. What
0: is it? We've got, uh, in light of our Star Wars review, uh, James Mangold, who recently directed Logan, which was most excellent. He has just been uh, confirmed for directing a Boba Fett movie which I feel like has been sought after ever since they announced that they were going to start doing these solo movies or did they initially announce a Boba Fett movie? I don't remember the whole they announced timeline. that
1: they were talking about it. They, in the same vein that they announced, they were talking about a Han Solo and an Obi-Wan movie. Okay. Okay. So it's cool. definitely been talked about. It's just more so now it's getting steam and they're working on putting together a crew.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah he just got confirmed which is awesome he's uh he was logan was amazing and uh, pretty excited to see what he does and boba fett's a cool character he's kind of one of those side ones in the whole star wars universe that kind of like he's there but there's not a whole lot on him and you know he dies his very famous way in the uh uh the sand pit of the jedi yeah uh if gunner ever listens to this he's gonna yell at me for not knowing the name of the sand monster thing but Forgive me, everybody. I don't know it off the top of my head. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so it looks like he's also going to be writing it, so that's pretty cool to uh, to hear. Hopefully, uh, I feel like Solo's been getting a lot of weird... Before the movie came out, it was kind of like, I don't know if it was like a movie anybody wanted kind of thing, but I feel like Boba Fett definitely has... He's more of an unknown character, so I think that that... Drives people to want to see more of him, kind of thing. You know, he was always, he he was literally like that background character that was like, he looks cool, but you don't know anything about him. And so, Uh um, maybe uh, this one will fare better with fans, but Star Wars fans, uh, I am told, are often the worst. So, we'll see. They're going to look for something wrong with this, no matter what.
2: On, on, kind of dipping back to the beginning part of that at some point i want us to have a segment about uh movies that everyone likes that we don't like (laughs) individually Mm -hmm. because everybody i know like i am gonna get hated for this but everybody talks about how much they love logan and i just did not enjoy it i like i get that a lot of people really liked it but I just personally was not a fan. Interesting. Yeah, we'll I, definitely I, have to do that. I, I want to do a segment sometime. Well, where we could do we,
0: we. Well, sometimes I feel like if we find something that we don't want to watch, we could do a rewatch of it. And so, like you know, that yeah. week we would rewatch, and then we can come back and talk about it or something like that. Cause I, I think feel like a, this
1: week would be a good week to do that. Because there's nothing coming out this week really.
0: Okay, I would be up for doing that. Well, you heard it here. We just figured out what we're gonna do next week. Everybody's so cool. Nice. Yeah. All right, we're gonna fly through these next few stories, just uh, but tidbits, but uh, big things have been happening still. So um, I feel like the well, the biggest thing was Harvey Weinstein getting arrested. Uh, that was Friday, which was I don't have, I can't think of the date off the top of my head, but he turned himself into NYPD. As far as I know, he's already posted bail, so he's back home, essentially just waiting. The whole
2: thing took like forty-five minutes. Yeah, uh,
0: it was uh, kind of embarrassing. Yeah, just a lot of coverage for us i mean it's a big thing and it's you know it's a step in the right direction but hopefully some good comes from all of this happening and and also morgan freeman has been accused of uh uh, not sexual assault but just um sexual harassment. harassment
2: yes thank you so from a number of women
0: yeah, he's had multiple come out, and uh, I think the most recent was the Going in Style movie with uh, that Zach Braff made. Um,
2: did Zach Braff make a comment at all? I forgot to look.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen anything from him. Okay. Um, but I did see that apparently the story that was, I guess the main story that kind of brought this all out was uh, Alan Arkin yelling at him to sing, like, You know, you got to stop what You're you're making her uncomfortable or something like that sort of thing. And that's when, like, I think what I read, it, like, freaked Morgan Freeman out or something like that. But, you know, haven't heard anything else outside that. He's denied and kind of apologized. So I don't know. Uh, It's kind of at a...
2: We'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, basically.
2: That's all you can really say.
0: Yeah uh danny boyle's been confirmed as the james bond 25 director uh it's always interesting with these movies how they take forever to like get going it's always like i feel like you know they're going to happen but that's so many years in between these movies there's always this crazy process with the studios and stuff and it just i feel like it takes forever for uh all this to get going um but yeah yeah definitely and Daniel Craig has been confirmed to come back, too, which is awesome. He's a really good Bond. Uh, Terran Edgerton's Elton John biopic got a release date for May 17, 2019, which will be pretty interesting. I don't know if that's uh, – you, you were talking about the story for that one and how it's not going to be a standard biopic, I think. But um,
1: – Me? Yeah,
0: I think you were talking about it.
1: Oh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> it right, well, wasn't. It wasn't me. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't know any plot details. I just know that Edgerton is going to play him in a biopic called The Rocket Man, and it comes out next year. And I know because uh, they worked together on Kingsman, The Golden Circle, yeah. and Elton John gave him his stamp of approval. So that's kind of all I need to hear. What
2: an interesting <laughs> connection for that to happen. That's true. Yeah. yeah, he he had a cameo in Kingsman, and thus it led to
0: arguably the best part of that kingsman too so Mm -hmm. um all right well yeah just ignore me on the story part because i don't know anything about it but (laughs) uh i saw the bohemian rhapsody trailer again uh before solo and i'm very excited for that so i'm hoping that if it's i I really want these two movies to do well because both both the music in those movies should be pretty amazing um and then following up last week when we talked about it chapter two casting they just announced j ryan um do you know who he's going to be playing, Brian, off the top of your head? Older Ben. Older Ben, okay. Yeah, so, he so didn't they
1: only have they have Mike now. is the only one they have not casted.
0: Okay. So they couldn't get uh, Chris Pratt for Ben. That's a shame. Shit. Like that kid wanted. That's okay. I'll play
2: older Mike. Okay. Yeah.
0: It'll be uh, kind of weird when he's uh, black in the chapter one and then Turns into this.
2: It's a minor detail.
0: Minor detail. Okay. Maybe they'll just forget. I don't know. Yeah. Just
2: uh, uh, Stephen King. Get at me. Uh, We're looking for sponsors. Bill Bill Skarsgård. uh, Billy. 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 Scar. Just get at me, bro. Oh, you're on a
0: nickname basis. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. We're cool. We're cool. Okay. All right. Uh, Let's go into our review of Solo: A Star Wars Story.
2: You're after something. Is it revenge? Money? Or is it something else? You look good. A little rough around the edges,
1: but good. Heard about a job. Big shot gangster putting together crew. I'm a driver and I'm a flyer. I waited a long time for a shot like
0: this. According to the IMDb synopsis, uh, during an adventure into the criminal underworld, Han Solo meets his future co pilot Chewbacca and encounters Lando. Lando. What? Lando. Lando. Lando.
2: Lentil Calzonian. Yeah.
1: Calzonian. <laughs> sounds
0: like a good pizza. Lando Cal years before joining the rebellion. I feel like it's very hard to talk about this movie before talking about all the shit that went on before this thing got started. And it's amazing this thing even got, you know, all the director woes and whatnot of them switching directors. I don't even know how far into production they were, but um, this movie kind of just had a lot going against it from the beginning, I feel like. And um, I don't know. It would have been interesting to see what happened, what would have happened if phil lord and chris miller had directed yeah. this um
2: i blame disney for that i f- I, I yeah w- without knowing a single thing about what happened internally yeah i f- from an audience standpoint i feel like disney botched this and versus they they I feel like they made a call that they thought was right that ended up not being right. But that's I guess that's just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm.
1: I agree though. I agree with it. Yeah,
2: I definitely would have wanted to have seen that movie. Um But
0: my general thoughts with the movie were I, I like I enjoyed it overall. It wasn't uh wasn't really a story that I was you know, like I needed to know or like I oh my god what's solo's backstory. But like if they're gonna make the movie, and then, like, you know, I'll watch it. I'm interested in some of the things. You know, it was cool, you know, figuring out how he got his name, which is something I never know. I never read any of the books. I don't know any, like, really outside the movies. Like, I don't know anything, really, with with the Star Wars universe. Um, So it was cool to get some of the backstory with a lot of the things. Um, But I feel like, overall, I did enjoy the movie. It was like, you know, some things worked and some things didn't work, but... It was, uh, I feel like uh, this movie was getting weird, like people were just expecting this to be terrible, and the movie did not perform uh, at the box office. I think it made $83 million it, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, for a
2: three-day, it made $83 million. For four-day, it was, I think, one hundred and three million or $104 million, which is way under where they were projecting it at.
0: Yeah, which is insane to me because like any other movie i mean outside like i guess disney movies like a movie does that and it's like oh damn that's pretty good <laughs> we made a good amount of money here guys but
2: well course. the worst part of it is that the budget was 250 million ah uh, okay 250 See, to 300 million per yeah. is the budget that has been uh i'm blanking on the word uh speculated yeah
0: which falls
2: onto Disney since they wanted to, uh, you know. Well, ha- yeah, the co- the cost incurred there because of reshoots. Yeah, definitely. it would have been like 150 million, mm-hmm. but because of reshoots, it like doubled everything. Yeah, uh,
0: Brian, what did you think of it overall? General I enjoyed
1: thoughts? the actors' performances. Um, the story was, in my opinion, a kind of a mess. Um, I felt like so much they had, they wanted to pack in and so much they wanted to do. And it makes sense why I feel like the story is a mess just because they had to switch directors halfway through. Uh, I felt like there was a better story hidden in there. So I really would have loved to see the uh, Phil Lord, Chris Miller uh, version of it. But I mean, I think Ron Howard did a commendable job coming in halfway through and trying to get his vision uh, through. Um... I, my man crush on Donald Glover continues. <laughs> uh, I was very impressed with his Billy Dee Williams impression. Uh, the, his accent was a little jarring at first, but then you get used to it really fast. Um, I thought Alden Enrich did a fine job trying to be Han Solo, and I think the parts where him and Chewie were talking, I saw like Harrison Ford in that those conversations so that was nice i definitely Um,
0: smiled seeing those two interact the first time there was a lot of moments like that throughout where it was like they had these little callbacks and it was like i just kind of smiled because it was just nice to see these kind of moments where like you know the story or like you know like what's going to happen kind of thing so
1: yeah definitely uh so yeah i thought that it was a movie that i watched in the star wars universe (laughs) <laughs> uh, i was very overwhelmed by it i wasn't it wasn't a bad movie by any means but definitely uh, my least favorite of the newer star wars movies
0: okay
2: Micah. i i think I, I think i'd put myself probably in that same boat i i didn't have many expectations for the movie mostly because i did out of the general population I'm on the low end of people interested in the Star Wars universe I've never been a huge Star Wars fan but I've enjoyed them here and there um but even then just kind of like I don't know the hype machine involved and everything I this one did not have a lot of hype in its favor um and so you know even with the bar low kind of going in I don't know, I just, I wasn't too terribly impressed, and a lot of it was because I felt like the story was nothing that needed to be told, the story was not anything too terribly unique, it felt kind of like they cherry-picked all of the times that Han Solo said anything in the original trilogy that... Alluded to his history, and they're like, "Yep, let's uh, let's let's reference this, and let's talk about this, and let's make a let's make a Han movie." Um.
1: Yeah, I, I don't can go know. into more it, detail. I, I agree with him on those little similar uh, notes and the spoiler heavy one, but I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Uh, and.
2: I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's hard to dig t- t- too much deeper without starting to spoil stuff, but I I guess that's kind of where I lie. I oh. it towards the, the second half of the movie. It was fun from like an action standpoint with. And I think a, a lot of that probably comes from just Ron Howard knowing how to masterfully I don't know, conduct uh pacing, I guess. Uh, you know if you analyze it from a pacing standpoint like even though i don't believe the the story was worth it or the story needed to be told you know the the fact that the story was told is still there Mm -hmm. and i feel like the story that was told was paced properly and was done okay i just the fact that my disdain for the story exists kind of i don't know muddies that water but i don't know it, he, he, he did a good job with what he was provided, I suppose.
0: Yeah, and I feel like him coming in late never, it, that's just never a good sign for a movie, you know, because it's, a director not being there throughout pre-production or anything, it affects it entirely. I mean, that's what happened with, uh, I mean, I think that's a big chunk of the problem with the Hobbit movies is the same yeah. thing, Justice you know. League too. Yeah, you know, and it's like it just never, it's it, the fact that like a finished thing gets out at all is kind of amazing to a point so yeah all right well we can move right into spoilers then. i feel like the overall consensus for us is just kind of yeah i think it's
2: it's too hard to talk about it without spoilers
0: yeah definitely um brian you said you wanted to dive into some stuff so why don't you start with some of your spoilerific
1: uh, I thought there was a scene towards the end so they spent the whole movie trying to get this coax- coaxium, coaxium? Mm-hmm. yeah um, and they're trying to keep it out of I forgot the name but something nest or if, I don't know what is her I don't know what her name is I already forgot that's how unmemorable she was who the uh, god damn it uh're talking about the, the uh, girl the rebels
2: or whatever yeah the girl. Okay. whoever the girl was the, the girl who takes the mask off at the end yeah okay i know who you're talking about but I yeah i don't know her name
1: yeah i don't either i'm gonna call her nest because i think that's part of her name so they revealed this character to be like a girl and they re- show her face for a long time i feel like in a different version she was like the daughter <laughs> of like woody harrelson's character yeah i noticed that i was
0: i was waiting for that too yeah
1: because they were enough. like they did this really weird reveal and it's just like cool who who are you why should we care who this girl is so i feel like they botched that right there to like oh my god this is huge reveal but it's really not at all Mm -hmm. um and i agreed with uh, micah's point of like i feel like they just watched the movies and they took dialogue that han said and then just made it be like oh okay let's add that at that into the script. Oh, that's that. Like, like the straight
2: down to the opening uh, bit of, of Solo when he's—I don't remember the names of any of this shit—but like that the planet that they're on at the beginning, Corellia, Corellia, and how they're building these like massive uh, starships or whatever. Like it's 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 a very passive thing. But like yeah. that's something he drops. I want to say in this in either the first or the second Star Wars movie is like he's like yeah on Corellia I so, so blah 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 building starships, and so like sure enough like he's walking through and like they're building starships above him, probably for the Empire.
1: Um, uh, go ahead. And it I was saying, it wasn't all bad either because I loved the. World War Two style trench battle between the rebels and the Empire. Yeah, like that was awesome. Yeah, and then um, I loved the ending. I loved them showing the castle run, obviously. So like, got to see that. Um, but there's just there's just a lot of not great parts. It
2: just it it felt like a story, at least to me. It felt like a story that just like flat out did not need to be told. Yeah, and definitely. we gained nothing from it. He was, like, uh, "What?" Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Go. Cool. I was just gonna say, like, all we learned is that... Uh, this is how... Uh, Han got the Millennium Falcon, which we already knew. We just knew it verbally. But now we get to see how he did it. Even though we knew the verbal story prior to this. Um... We learned how he met Lando, which is basically the same story, um, and then it. Other than that, it was just kind of like, all right, here's a heist movie, and by the way, here is the setup for why Han shoots first, mm-hmm. and and like you know. His story, his person, his character, Hans, the character of Han Solo, was, it felt very well established at that point, and and. Out of all of the talent that we had, to me, it felt like the story was wasted on showcasing a character we already know a lot about by giving a really mediocre story to a well-developed character. I felt like it should have been a similar story given to a character that we want more development on. So, like, Lando, you've got fucking Donald Glover... (laughs) you know use him to me it felt like you should flat out just create a lando movie period and and explore like okay how does this guy who's just in solo a random gambler who you know he's he's sleazy and and cheating and he's gambling shit and he's winning a bunch of stuff how does he become this great I, I don't, I've never seen the prequels so I don't know and I, I don't it's been a long time since I've seen the most of the other ones but I know that Lando is like a he's like the mayor or like the president head, president yeah he's something very important somewhere in the universe again this all stems back to my I just don't really care as much as the average person but anyway <laughs> uh you know like how does he go, go from being this just like Sleazy gambler, cheating type of, you know, cool suave guy to the fucking president of whatever he is. That's the story I want to know. Versus how the story we got was how Han met Chewie and got the Millennium Falcon. And that's basically it. And we already knew those from verbal moments throughout the series. But now we just get a visual example of it. I don't know. It, it just felt like a very. It was a story I w- that I wish didn't we could have seen something different. Yeah, it's a story I didn't ask for. Yeah,
0: there were definitely yeah. I I would agree with all that. There was moments. Um, I thought the Han meeting Chewie thing was uh, pretty interesting. Just how.
2: It was definitely
0: cool. Oh, no, they were I,
2: like I yeah. They were against. It.
0: Oh no 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 yeah I was, um there's definitely a lot of really awesome moments. The whole, um, the moment where the, they're flying through the, um, I don't know, like this, when they're doing the Kessel run basically. And it's, uh, there's like that Cthulhu monster thing. Like, you know, that, the, that part was kind of crazy. The sequence where they're flying right before that. And they see the Imperial destroyer, just like you see the flashes of lightning and it's just there and it's like super creepy kind of and like that shot was really cool yeah. um but uh i felt like i didn't think about it till after how those guys threw han into the pit and they're like yeah throw him in there like that it'll just eat him." and it's chewy in there and it's like they've been making chewbacca eat people yeah essentially <laughs> I love it's that. like a <laughs> little like it was like oh my god people. what like and Chewie's just been going through shit, you know, and it's
2: just Chewie's just been eating person after person up until this point.
0: Yeah. And that's kinda nuts. And uh you know, he just Han is makes it so much more morbid. Yeah, it's super <laughs> dark. The um storyline of Kiara, I think that's her name, right? Amelia Clark's character. Yeah. You know, and it was um kinda subtle in her as subtle as like, you know, Disney and Star Wars wants to be how she was kind of like this sex slave, essentially. I guess that's kind of like what Leia was to Jabba to a point, but not as, you know, she wasn't as... uh, Not
2: as defined.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, that was kind of an interesting story that was kind of alluded to, but didn't dive much into. But it's like that whole storyline had a weird taste in my mouth just because everybody loves Han and Leia. Like, you know, it's Han and Leia. And it's like, but now we... Obviously, there was a point for Han before Leia, but yeah. it's weird to see now. It's like you see him. I'm not rooting for them at all because of really? I know the end story, and it's uh, I don't know. I thought that that was kind of a weird storyline to throw in, and it's kind of just like, well, we need him. We need he needs motivation to make things so, happen. I mean,
2: I figured not knowing so not knowing anything about the books and not knowing anything pretty much about the the prequels and. A limited uh memory of the sequels uh the the whole shit with with Darth Maul at the end mm-hmm. like I I figured her character had some uh relevancy I guess in the prequels because of Darth Maul or or, or her character had something to do with Darth Maul I figured that was kind of what that whole ending alluded to, but I don't, I don't know because I just never saw that. So I don't know. Well,
1: so Darth Maul survived the prequels, and that was like they're implying, is that he got cut in half in the prequels, oh, but his okay. hatred for Obi Wan kept him alive, and his brother put him back together, and that's why he was on robot legs. And in the Clone Wars, Darth Maul had a has a huge like arc in The okay. Clone Wars, which is a TV show, so okay. like Han Solo takes place in between three and episode three and four, and so when I saw Darth Maul, I was thoroughly confused, like yeah. at most everybody else, and uh, but yeah, I then I had to explain
2: it before the all six of them.
1: No, because then that would mean that Han Solo is like thirty years older than like Luke and Leia, and older than. Han- uh, Anakin.
2: I figured he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So no,
1: it takes place through three and four, and Darth Maul is still alive after three, even though he died in number one. Jesus. So it it takes it's it's kind of confusing just for the normal watchers like us yeah. because we don't watch the TV show.
0: Yeah. Apparently, there's an they write off another character from the TV show, like in just passing. Uh, Woody Harrelson's character says like that he killed somebody or something like that and apparently yeah. it is a pretty prominent character in that tv show and i've heard really good things about the tv show um i've heard that they're both uh, what's the clone wars and the rebel wars or something like that i think i can't remember what the two shows yeah, are Yeah, i wars yeah i've heard really good things about both like people get or star wars fans are like really into them and whatnot yeah
1: i've, I've heard really good things about it as well yeah
0: um the a lot of the action sequences I thought were really good too. The whole train heist thing, like that whole sequence, was really really good. That was I, that was probably my favorite part. Kind of like seeing in the trailers and like waiting for that part to come up, just because of how, how that train would turn around the mountains. And yeah. Like you know, it just looked really cool, and the whole sequence was just pretty tense. And um, I knew. The, I mean,
2: the whole movie did well with tackling all the action. Yeah there's no doubt about that i mean like it's a very well structured movie around the action that happens it's just a matter of how much the action mattered to Mm -hmm. people i guess i don't know
0: yeah i feel like for me overall it was it was a fun movie it wasn't like one where i was like dreading like when is this going to be over kind of thing but it wasn't one where i was just like like if this took forever to come out like I could just I I wouldn't matter to me like you know I was never super hyped for the solo movie or anything like that which I feel is interesting just because how I feel if like if they make an Obi-Wan movie I'm very excited for that and I'd I mean it's I you know it's kind of the same thing like Obi-Wan's got a pretty good story arc told throughout this uh the movies but I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just me missing Ewan McGregor as uh, Obi Wan because he's the best part. I'd watch it. Yeah, and there's just a lot that could happen between three and episode three and four, and I'm hoping that they would dive into that too. But
2: then
1: you
0: know,
2: I bu- want them. To, I still really want them to make a, a Lando movie with Donald Glover.
0: I it's after he got cast and like everyone. You know, it, being as excited as they were about that, I'd be surprised if they didn't at least try to pursue it or
2: something. I mean, I, at this point, I'd be a little surprised because I feel like they're going to be too afraid because Solo bombed. So I feel like they're just going to be like, oh, well, Solo bombed, Lando would probably bomb, bomb too, right? Like, uh, let's not do this. Yeah. But I, I guess I don't know. I'm not an exec, so I don't have to say.
1: Yeah. Uh, one um, thing, oh, go ahead, Brian. Uh, Oh, I was just going to say that I think what they're going to do is make Darth Maul the overarching villain of the spinoffs and Obi-Wan movie will have him facing off against Darth Maul, which I would be all for. That would be that cool, again.
0: yeah. Yeah, That's I, I had no idea about the timeline with Darth Maul, so that was definitely confusing to me.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I don't look at no, no, none of that made any sense to me.
0: Yeah, in my head it was like, oh, this is take this takes place before Darth Maul even fought Obi Wan or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, that's
2: literally what I thought. Like I was like, oh, okay, cl- this clearly takes place before all six movies. Okay. Period.
0: Yeah. That was—they uh, uh, dropped the ball there, to say the least. Uh, so. Well, at
2: least for people who weren't mega fans. Well, that's, well, yeah. Well, I, well, I which think is, that's the which, problem. Which kind of seems like a bad, yeah, exactly. If I have to
0: watch other things in order for this to be explained to me. I if don't I have think... to read
2: a book to know what your movie means, yeah, or it... if I have to be well-knowledged on the movie universe that that seems like a problem
0: yeah especially outside of those core movies kind of thing you know yeah i don't know i just don't think that's a good move on their part um I agree. they had references to the last jedi in the other movie i don't i don't know if the dice because um, i think that's what luke gives that to leia i think right at the very end of the last jedi doesn't he doesn't he give something uh, to Leia? Like... Yeah,
1: because it was Han's. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it, so... it belonged to Han.
0: Does he... So... Um, I don't remember them in the... Episode 4, 5, and 6. Like, are those a big thing throughout, or is that, like, a recent?
1: I really don't remember them that, often, that yeah, much either. I don't remember guns.
2: either. Yeah, okay. Either um, way, I, I feel like it... Even if it wasn't the original,
1: It was that's something...
2: what I was alluding to. But if, if it was new, it's just a way for them to combine the two... the more recent stories to make it like oh emotionally this makes more sense Mm
0: hmm I thought the sound I haven't listened to the Han theme itself because I know that's the only thing that John Williams did um but yeah they
2: like laid that out that was like the third credit immediately after the movie was like Han theme by John Williams I thought that was interesting
0: yeah um because that's the only thing that he did for this because everybody basically has their own theme and whatnot but Han never had his um but anyway, the, does. yeah, the music was, there was a lot, there was a couple points and, I, and of course now I cannot remember what was happening during the scenes, but there were like weird, um, oh God, sorry, there were weird orchestral things going on that was like very not Star Wars-esque and it kind of was
1: throwing me off
0: and I cannot remember. Yeah
1: the parts now and it's really bothering me that i can't the music definitely stood out to be like not your normal star wars music
0: yeah it was not as um i feel like this had more i remember the prequels were pretty heavy with like the chorus and like the the like especially with the lightsaber duel in the first one in episode one like you know that was pretty heavy with those chorus like the you know when you hear it you know it but yeah. this was like yeah i don't know this felt very different from the other star wars movies and i thought that was kind of an interesting i thing definitely
2: and... could not tell you what han's theme is if that makes any uh, yeah
0: i, well, uh, I couldn't point. tell you i'd have to listen to it specifically like on spotify and be like oh this is his theme okay e- i'll listen to it
2: even if i heard it i'd probably be like wait a minute that played in the movie yeah like i i don't know it just they d- did not use it in such a way that made it memorable it stuck out to you yeah
0: yeah that's what I thought was really good with Force Awakens too was like race theme. I picked up race theme immediately. Like he did an amazing job with like that little flute that do 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 yeah, and like oh man, that part it was just so good. But yeah, the music it, with this at times I thought was a little off. But I guess yeah, the overall feeling of this movie is just like something's off. But but yeah, overall I'd say. I would say it's not... Like, you have to go crazy out of your way to see the solo movie, but it's, you know, if you are a fan of Star Wars, you're going to find something to like about it or Pretty
2: much you got to be a devoted fan of Star Wars and understand that you're going to not like it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think anyone is just going to go into this and be like, I don't know anything about Star Wars, but you know what? That solo movie, pretty fun movie. Let me I start, really liked it. Let me start with the solo
0: movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh... I don't know, kind of unfortunate that it's not uh, as good as I would have wanted it to be. I feel like pre-production woes kind of set this back, and it's kind of hard to... For all things considered, I thought Ron Howard did amazing with what he was given, and I just feel that the movie is not going to be one that's going to be super remembered when you're thinking of all the Star Wars movies, but... yeah. I still think it was enjoyable to, at least see. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll wrap this up here. Uh, we're pushing an hour and twenty minutes, but uh, looks like next week we're gonna we're gonna not watch something new. We're gonna rewatch Logan, which I'm I'm actually pretty excited about this because I haven't seen the whole thing in a long time. So, not a long time, but I guess like a year or two. But.
2: You um, guys got the good end of the deal here.
0: Yeah. Brian, if people want to talk to you for some unknown reason, why should they do so? Or how (laughs) should they do so? Why? 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 why Or
1: where? Why and how? (laughs) Go ahead. If somebody (laughs) wants to talk to you for some freaking (laughs) God knows why reason.
2: Yeah, I don't fucking know
1: why anyone wants to talk to you, man. (laughs) Tell me why.
2: Just Google uh, it. How can they
1: get a hold of you? I guess they can go to my Twitter. (laughs) They can just search my name. Or they can just type in. ryan rufo Writer, which is b-r-y-a-n-r-u-f-o-w-r-i-t-e-r if you want to follow if you want to just talk to me i guess uh, yeah i don't know why if, but if
2: you if you want to console him from uh, sean's insults yeah. please go there huh. yeah. he needs help he really does please everybody come talk to us I don't know why I came off so aggressive, I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> I don't know god a reason why they even want to talk to you, but if they wanted to, what
2: would, what, where would they find you? Uh, I feel so bad.
0: Mike, uh, if people want to talk to you, tell me
2: why. I mean, tell me how. As, uh, uh, why? Uh, ain't nothing but a heartache.
1: If people want to talk uh, tell to me. you, tell me why. <laughs> god, why do you fucking hate us, Sean? <laughs>
2: also t- did Benito respond to you at all do we have sponsors uh, not 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 since last week yeah. we, we've been on a lull they're uh, they're ghosting in me that's a shame uh, yeah hopefully next we'll week. see fingers crossed uh, I'll keep bugging them'll okay. they'll, they'll sponsor us eventually all right uh, people can reach me I I if they face uh, the Northwest air uh, and smoke signal in my direction I pay attention towards uh, uh, mostly in the northwest. So, is there a certain time <laughs> that they should try to communicate? Uh, between 5:30 and 5:32 <laughs> p.m. Uh, Central Time. I wanted to just
0: say like uh, any time between 2 p.m. and uh, 4 a.m. Just.
2: <laughs> I spent yeah I spent 14 hours standing outside waiting for smoke to appear. No one's using my smoke signals. Uh, on another note, I can't afford my rent because I don't work habitually because uh, i stand outside for 14 hours a day so if anyone if anyone's looking to throw me some money
1: i fucking hate this podcast i
2: love how we were, <laughs> we were talking about
0: speeding it up and we're taking so long with this i love it all right uh, yeah uh,
2: Google, uh my, my my twitter's in in the description sean your turn
0: <laughs> mine's in the description too brian see that's all you had to say what do you god you're just wasting all this time
2: yeah brian quit wasting our time <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I, for some god reason you want to talk to me and I don't know why either and I don't know why I keep asking <laughs> my co-hosts to explain why they want to talk to you but it's Sean, Sean Sean H that's S-E-A-N three times and an H we're
2: going now yeah this has mm-hmm.
0: been a good time this has been a good it's time it's been a great
2: time friends yes uh,
0: <laughs> we'll be back next week with our look at Logan which Micah doesn't like so I'm excited to dive into this with him so Until next time, guys, we'll see you in the next one.
2: Adios. Bye.